0: Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart adjacent
1: podcast in the world.
0: <laughs> I am your diehard romantic, Eric Blood.
1: And I'm your devoted lover, Elanito.
0: And I'm the virgin voyager, Joe Garber.
1: And tonight,
0: <laughs> we followed the
1: tribes of the moon <laughs>
0: to 1990s oh Clive Barker's Nightbreed. We followed that <laughs> asshole from Fire in the Sky. Yes, we followed Craig Sheffer. Dallas. Uh, and we watched the 2 hour director's mm. cut among other things <laughs> um yeah oh my god okay yeah i we just have to get into it because i i i have so much to say about this movie in general oh wow thank god um okay, i
1: honestly feel like i didn't even look at it i <laughs> don't blame you um i did though
0: well even though there are three versions floating around and one last upwards of three hours. We're gonna God. distill this entire story in one minute, starting with oh, Joe. God. <laughs> Is it <that> even
1: possible?
2: <laughs> All right. Okay. A man is having nightmares of a bunch of weird-looking um, animal monster people running towards the gate, and then he wakes up, and his psychiatrist calls him and says, I really need to see you. And so he comes in to the psychiatrist after <laughs> kissing his girlfriend and making her lips really wet.
3: Uh, <laughs> her,
2: his girlfriend is the superstar, <laughs> pop star singer. He uh, goes to the psychiatrist, and he tells him that a bunch of people were murdered, and they fit the exact definition, the exact description you gave me of them, so you need to go find this fake city meridian, you get put in an insane asylum. This guy meridian in this guy's dream the the, the, there's a guy in the insane asylum with him and he tells him that he knows where the meridian is and then he rips his own face off and then so he goes to meridian he finds some monsters who like rough him up and then he runs away and then the psychiatrist comes and tells the cops that he has a gun so he gets shot a bunch like 30 times and then dies and then he goes to meridian to turn into a monster and the psychiatrist runs around killing people because he was the actual killer then they all go the cops get a big posse together to kill all the weird monsters that live underneath the cemetery in the city and they they do they succeed and the guy has to make a new meridian for the monsters the end oh my god
0: wow I got really lost wow, on well that, done. That I mean one. you got as lost as the film yeah Jesus
1: <gasps> well Ellen straighten us out yeah <laughs> well this this is not gonna go well but I'm just gonna jump in because ugh, mm. like when you're on the high dive Yes. The is, longer you stand up there, the worse it is. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Except that after you jump off the high dive, then you feel great afterwards. Hey, okay. So you might this feel will amazing be a little after bit this. different. <laughs> I'm, I might. It would be the first time I ever felt amazing around <laughs> Nightbreed. And yes, I know this was my link. <laughs> but there's a one in three chance every time, everybody. One in three, one in three. No whammies. Okay. Okay. Night, night, breed. All right, so incredibly... Uh, Craig Sheffer from Some Kind of Wonderful and Fire in the Sky is having nightmares, and his hair is so gigantic that I'm just like, do I not remember 1990s? Were people really jamming on their hair that that big? Anyways, they are, because he has his girlfriend who also has big hair. He has nightmares. His uh, terrible therapist, played by the not-terrible David Cronenberg, is like, you know what? I know that your dreams are real. You're killing people. In fact, you're going to say later in the movie, 15 people, but we don't see you kill 15 people, but whatever. But in reality, it's David Cronenberg that is the killer and he wears this terrifying button-eyed scarecrow (laughs) mask that is still scary to me even from the first time I saw this in 1990 with just my normal-sized hair. And so (laughs) basically there's this subterranean world where all these dumb-looking monsters live and then there's this whole fake cult that they have and they're (laughs) like, we just hide down here. And then it gets heavy allegory and a bunch of shit happens and then it's like, boom, 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 (laughs) boom. Now we're going to rebuild Midian. And his girlfriend kills herself, and thank God, because boring. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my God! Nice fantastic. job, fantastic, yeah, man, fucking fantastic.
1: Nightbreed.
0: Okay, Nightbreed. I'm okay. <laughs> how do I do this? Um, I how do I do this? You I, do yeah. it. Uh,
1: yeah, we cannot. We cannot. This it's, one is impossible, as the kids say. I cannot.
0: I fucked up by watching. <laughs> The yeah, I watched the theatrical cut this morning because I wanted to remember what I liked about this movie when, <laughs> I, when I saw it in 1990. Can't believe you could handle that much nightbreed in
2: the
3: 24 um, hour. That's series.
0: so much, night-breed. honestly. I couldn't, it yeah. kind of damaged my whole yeah. day anyway. Oh, no. Uh, I
1: okay, okay, so here we go. Here we go. Okay, okay, great. I'm ready.
0: 1990 by way of 2014. <laughs> <laughs> Clive Barker's Nightbreed, the director's cut. Uh, Theater troupe is running for a gate. Uh, Then Boone wakes up and gets his girlfriend's mouth all wet. And then he goes to see his terrible psychiatrist who shows him crime scene photos that the police gave him for some reason. It's really weird. Um, Then he goes to a place called Midian that he is... Directed to by a guy who cuts off not his face but the rest of his skin, oh. <laughs> uh, leaving the face. Uh, yeah. And Ugh. he goes to this place that that is very mythical and contains a an entire cult, the tribes of the moon, who are a bunch of monsters, monster outcasts who are just kind of normal people like everybody. Um, and mm. they they just live outside of Calgary. <laughs> um, the psychiatrist, so the psychiatrist has been killing. People who breed Nightbreed. Uh, and he knows that Boone is one of them. So he tries to get Boone arrested or killed for that, which backfires because Boone becomes immortal and his name is Cabal.
2: What? The psychiatrist oh, yeah. was killing people who make Nightbreed? Yes. So I know, so okay.
0: that, I, know yeah. I know, I know, because it's impossible for you to know that because the way the director's cut is edited it's you don't designed know. to confuse you. Would you. Okay, never know. But, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have. Oh right! Oh yeah. my God! Our uh, our ambushed convert <laughs> Corey J Brewer yes. was um, kind enough. <laughs> I, I don't know is what he the okay? it was, I I it was, honestly don't know. He refused I almost to,
1: dropped my phone when you texted me <laughs> that Cory did this. <laughs> he
0: refused to uh to actually talk to us live in person. He may still be shivering. He was uh, probably never enough.
1: forgive us. That's why I
0: know, I know. Uh, but Corey J. Brewer uh, watched voluntarily, I might add, watched the three and a half hour uh, version of Nightbreed, which is known oh as my the God. Cabal Cut, which is cobbled together from uh, uh, original f- cabal together good one joe uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, cabal together it was from it was right there. <laughs> vhs work prints and original footage that was thought to be lost and then found again thank and, god oh my god i cannot believe that there is another hour and a half of this movie for I no reason but
1: fucking can't keep... because I, I of ha- this i have to say this yes i have to say this from the original trailer for the normal length yet still kind of terrible <laughs> night breed. Um, the tagline at the end of the trailer is at last the night has a hero. <laughs> and I feel like Corey J. Brewer he ran into a burning building for us. Yeah. He did. At last, the pod has a hero. <laughs> yeah, I, Corey I J. Brewer.
0: Here, here. Mm-hmm. Corey, you are you are not Corey. Thank you you for are your sacrifice. cabal. Core ball, <laughs> uh, you, you you are now Max, uh, but yes, we are we are allowing <laughs> Corey's uh, two minute max because wow. he watched a three and a half hour yeah of oh my God. piece of art. Just turn it off after a minute though. <laughs>
4: hey, this is Corey J. Brewery, your hijacked convert, and uh, when. Uh, it was Murderpod announced that they were doing Nightbreed. I thought to myself, oh, Nightbreed. I haven't seen Nightbreed since 1992. I should probably watch Nightbreed. So then I went online and I looked around and I saw that there was a version that was three and a half hours long. And I thought, oh, I, you know, I remember feeling a little disjointed when i watched it on vhs in 1992 or 1993 or whatever and i was like oh i'll just watch this like super duper long version and i'm here to tell you that you shouldn't watch the super duper long version at least not all in one sitting it's three and a half hours long and it involves the theatrical version and then there's also like a bunch of work print stuff and then there's like some other elements that don't even have uh any sort of like dialogue or looping or uh, uh you know uh Uh, what's it called? You know, when there's sound effects and stuff. (laughs) Anyway, um, so we've got uh, this guy that's definitely not Angel from Buffy who uh, (laughs) is going to a psychiatrist who's uh, Cronenberg, and Cronenberg's actually a serial killer with a really cool look, and the movie should probably just be about the serial killer. But anyway, it's about how he uh, is framing his... Patient for doing the murders so that he can keep doing more murders. But then if he went to jail for the murders, how would he get to keep doing more murders? I don't understand that. But then he like goes, the the Buffy guy goes and like tries to hide in the underground. And he's like hiding in the underground with all of these uh, beasties. And one of the beasties is Mac tonight from the McDonald's commercials. And uh, then what happens? Danny Elfman keeps playing all this music that sounds like he's about to turn into Nightbreed Man. And Joker's going to come around the corner. And Joker kind of looks like one of these beasties. Or do the beasties look like the Joker? I think it's the beasties look like the Joker. And then um, there's a redneck versus beasties fight. And also, jeez, um, I think that's it. Good God. Um Okay, thanks, thanks. <laughs>
2: thank you,
0: thank Corey you, J. Corey J. Brewer. That was
1: wow. unnecessary. <laughs> Amazing. I just feel like I need to take a nap. <sighs> I, I do. I need to ask Corey for forgiveness. I just don't really know. Mm. I don't know what. Oh my God!
0: What do you send someone who yeah. you who you've tortured?
1: <laughs> Did you ever know that your pods here? He pods here?
0: <laughs> oh my God! Okay, Ellen. Since this was your link, yeah, I would why. like to just quickly ask what your history with Nightbreed is. Okay.
1: Okay. My history with Nightbreed is I saw it in the movie theater and thought it was stupid, with but I really <laughs> liked. I mean, I'm. I was. In 1990, and still remain a Cronenberg fan, Mm -hmm. and so I was excited that David Cronenberg was in it. But I guess at this point in time, we all know that David Cronenberg stars in everything as Doctor Whoever the Fuck. (laughs) Every single thing he's ever in, he's Doctor Whoever the Fuck. He's got that look. But anyways, Mm -hmm. imagine my bitter disappointment that this was not like Videodrome. This was just like the kind of monsters that are like yuck, not scary, and so. The part that I did like was I did like how fucking terrifying his crazy serial killer burlap sack button eye mask was and how absolutely, totally vicious and crazy the serial killer scenes are. Mm. But I just don't like cutesy looking, dumb Jar Jar Binks style um, (laughs) monsters. I'm just not scared of monsters, I guess. Mm. And. um, Yeah, so my memory of it is that I was like, was that supposed to be scary? Like I, I vividly remember feeling just kind of confused at the end of it because it just didn't seem to be one thing or the other for me. And so that kind of meant that I didn't like it, but I also didn't care enough to hate it. Yeah. So I think I just thought it was, and I know, you know that this is what I thought about all kinds of movies, starting with ET. It's stupid. Stupid. (laughs)
0: Throw it! Throw it on the stupid pile. Yeah, it's
1: like, well, that I'm like, that was stupid. <laughs>
0: Joe, had you had any knowledge of this movie prior to last night? No, that is such a weird bummer. Um,
2: Why?
1: I'm sorry, Joe. I, <laughs>
0: I know it's. Oh
2: God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't formulate a thought. This
0: this movie threatens to
2: destroy it's, us all. It's it damaging. Does.
1: Yeah, it's damaging.
2: I mean. I don't. I don't hate it. Mm -hmm. So it's just like I think my my whole um mo for my message for the listeners is to watch the theatrical cut. (laughs) I think, but I haven't seen that Uh... because you said it makes more sense. (laughs) I'm just you are my light in the yeah night breed.
0: So. Does it make more sense? Yes. I'm so curious to hear yes. about the theatrical cut. Yes. a theatrical cut is a coherent film. Um, because this
2: is not. No. Am I wrong?
1: I, is, isn't Moonface um, in the theatrical cut more?
0: Uh,
2: I think or he does.
1: He, just...
0: he has at least one extra bit of dialogue. There's Okay, let me... <sighs> oh, uh, my God. Okay. So... <laughs> In 1990, (laughs) starved for horror movie Eric Blood, little baby Eric Blood, uh, 13, I was either 12 or
1: 13,
0: uh, needed to see Nightbreed, and I got dropped, my mom, this is one that my mom was like, I'm not doing this one, Uh, so she dropped me off at the AMC Narrows Plaza 8, and I either bought a ticket, just bought a ticket for it and went in, or I... uh, Bought a ticket for whatever the fuck else was playing that was PG. Oh yeah. Because this was rated R, right? Yeah. And I had at this time the lowest expectations possible. Mm-hmm. Like I because it looked stupid. Yeah. It looked stupid. Yeah. Really?
1: Thank yeah. you. Huh. Thank you. But
0: <laughs> I left that theater super fucking into that movie. Wow. And I'll tell you why. Because I was a little gay kid, and that is a
1: All those gay kid gay.
0: fantasy yeah. movie. Like it's about finding you go your, to the club, finding your yeah. It's about finding your club. It's about finding your your chosen family, mm-hmm. and it resonated with me heavy. Wow, heavy, <laughs> heavy, heavy, heavy. I loved it, and I was, mm-hmm. and the fact that it was set up to be a, to, it felt like to be a series of movies, like a a chronicle Mm. of Boone (laughs) or Cabal. True. Um, True. I read the book. Uh, The book, believe it or not, is almost exactly what you see on the screen. (laughs) That's what I, I I read the
2: synopsis and was like, what? It's really like,
0: it's, Clive Barker, he wrote and directed this and wrote the book. Yeah. It's very much what you see. The theatrical cut, I'm saying. Uh, There there are elements in the book that were removed, excised from the theatrical cut, and that do appear in the director's cut. They're unnecessary. There's a couple Mm -hmm. things that might Mm -hmm. be kind of interesting if the movie was better, Mm -hmm. but it's not. The fact Mm -hmm. is that a (laughs) 13-year-old gay kid in Mm -hmm. in the late 80s, early 90s, should absolutely watch this movie and love it. Yeah. If you are an adult now, um, <laughs> you really don't need it. We're just skipping right to the yeah, end here. Totally you don't need yeah. to watch this movie. Cut you really, dude, I just want to make sure everyone I knows. I mean, you, you probably shouldn't even it. listen to this episode of the podcast
1: <laughs> yeah, don't even either because I think it's going to fuck you up. I mean, I feel like I could just hear the sorrow in Corey J. Brewer's voice. Yeah. I know. He I mean, you know, like, really, really sounded like now. he's different now. <laughs> he a shaken. man
2: changed. Yeah. The there's a and, lot of and male that, nudity. That
1: guy watches a lot of shit. Yeah,
2: there's for sure is a lot of male nudity in this. there's a lot of a thigh meat. Barker movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: like the tidy whiteys. Like opening with Craig Sheffer and tidy mm-hmm. whiteys. I'm not gonna complain.
2: Yeah. Um. So too much from the get go. <laughs> that scene of the monsters doing like. Tieshno Zinzani, uh, yeah. <laughs> like Cirque du Soleil through a field. Yeah. You're just like, so dumb. what the fuck? Oh, yeah. Immediately. Then the movie got me back a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, we, we, it starts to develop like this weird psychiatrist and this guy having these nightmares and stuff. And there, there were some cool, there's definitely some cool stuff in this movie. It is unhinged and like tonally or like just, I think my main issue is the monsters and how just like, wildly different they all are like what is this it's a city i guess but they're like just every sort of monster you could ever think of just smashed together into a movie where it was like some of them can be killed by bullets some of them can be killed by fire some of them can shapeshift turn into smoke like it was just such a random mix of like everything in the kitchen sink that i did not understand what like what are they there was not (laughs) enough information given about (laughs) what what they are were
1: Is trapped in a religious cult. Uh, That's what they are because there's like the Mm -hmm. the the whatever burp mouth. Oh, Lylesburg. That's my other. No, not Lylesburg. Um, (laughs) My favorite
0: name in the whole thing. Uh, Here's our leader, Lylesburg, the leader of the
3: monsters. Lylesburg died. I think.
1: Well, and he has like uh, his. The thing that lets us know he's a monster is that he has very thin uh, hair styled like the Crypt Keeper, but also he <laughs> has what looks like gills Ugh. cut into his face. And so, for some reason, like I was watching, and I looked away, like I'm fucking around with something, and and I was already bored, and I looked back, and for some reason, I was like thinking, "What's that guy's name?" And it's the only <laughs> thing I wrote down the entire time. I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote Gil. Higglesburg? <laughs> you thought that's what his name was? Gil Higglesburg. Gil Higglesburg. Gil H- Higglesburg. Gil Hig- Higglesburg. That's going to be my new... His... That's how I'm going to sign into motels when I'm having affairs from <laughs> uh, now on. Mrs. Mrs. Gil, Higglesburg. Gil Higglesburg. It's so
0: much better because it's Dirk Lylesburg. Dirk
2: Lylesburg.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is like... Is that a Hasidic porn name?
2: I, it has to be. And he's like he's the leader priest her. of their it's so cult. Funny. Yes. Yeah. My my favorite name though isn't he's his like the wise man. There's another so when um Boone first shows up at this Heliquin? Uh no, he shows up mm-hmm. and then he's like, I saw them in my dreams. And then one of the monsters is like, I saw him in my oh, dreams. Oh yes, I dreamt him. And her name, she's like the one with the porcupine quills all over <laughs> her body. Her name, yeah. I think what I caught was Shuna Sassy was her name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shuna Sassy,
1: with two S's,
3: mm-hmm. Sassy, Shuna but an Sassy. I. Yeah.
1: So oh, she's cool. also. I don't think that's acidic porn, but it's definitely not not a porn name. One hundred percent. So this,
0: so all of these people. Um, d- uh, Gil Dirk, Dirk Gil Higglesburg was played by <laughs> Doug Bradley, who is Pinhead. Oh, that's cool! Uh, Yeah, his so his uh, cute little boyfriend with the dog, Onaka, um, is played by Simon Bamford, who (sighs) is Butterball in Hellraiser. Oh, the big fat one. Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa. Uh, Mac Tonight, uh, (laughs) or (laughs) (laughs) Mac Tonight (laughs) is, um, Chatterbox. From Hellraiser, oh, they're all so they're all Cinebites. Well, they're I think I believe I I did a little bit of research and kind of (laughs) kind of stopped. Um, (laughs) There's a theater troupe, a London theater troupe that Clive Barker was a was a participant in called Uh Barking Dog or Barking Barking Dogs. They're all in this troupe, so this see that's great. I know and I I love it. Like I love I love the whole uh, factory style. You know, work ethic. Like, I'll get to get your friends together and make movies. Yeah. So I love it. Hellraiser, even back to Rawhead Rex and and uh, Underworld. Like, Clive Barker's always worked with this these groups of people. Mm -hmm. They're his monsters. And that's so cute to me, yeah, and it's like one like my favorite part of the entire movie when they're like blessing Boone into the tribe when they mm-hmm. <laughs> do that thing,
1: mm-hmm. and it's so it's very burning, man it but yeah. it's so cute, it's just
0: like an adorable scene <laughs>
2: yeah, they become really quaint these monsters, and like you start to empathize with them when they start getting murdered. But at the beginning, they're like, it seems like they're supposed to be these, like, uh, like Michael Jackson-esque gangster-type <laughs> yeah. beat-it people. Uh-huh. And I just needed, like, the Cenobites have a very cool look, and they all adhere to a, a look. And a, I just, like, I can't get over just how much random shit was thrown yeah. in and why I don't understand. Like, it seemed like a Cenobite kind of thing it was supposed to be sort of similar to that but they just were all doing different vibes with themselves and the
0: the idea is that uh-huh. they're all from like they're all monsters of different uh creeds and and blah 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 mm-hmm. and they've they've all been bred from human and and blah 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 all this shit uh-huh and they because even though they're all completely different, they're all the same in that they are outcasts. Right. Okay. It's all it's the heavy. Yes, Ellen's, Ellen's eyes explained. just rolled out yeah. of the <laughs> <laughs> out of the but That's <laughs> that's explained in the
2: theatrical cut. Uh, Somewhat. Somewhat. You said, so what? it's
0: more the book. I think the book kind of lets you know who, uh, why they're why they're what they are. The book also, from what I remember, doesn't go into massive detail about what they all look like. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: This to me just look like this then because they had
0: they had money (laughs) they had the budget they had the budget to make a creature feature and Mm -hmm. I I for one kind of like a lot of it I think it's I think it's interesting I liked a lot of the sets there's uh, the particular the part that I like the most uh, in the entire movie is when you know the the woman that just can't seem to fucking keep an eye on her goddamn kid that's oh, gonna yeah. turn into a, yeah. a dead cat in the sun. Yeah. When the dead cat when the dead cat daughter, Babette, when she touches uh, Lori, who really mm. should go away. When she touches Lori and Lori gets like a crash course in their ancient history.
2: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it's just oh, this yeah, montage just
0: of these of these scary priests, re- like scary religious priests, reading yeah. shit and then killing all of these monsters. Uh-huh. And some of them are tied up in VHS tape that's just blowing in the wind. <laughs> and it all looks like uh, it it's all weird. looks like uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Truth. I but I I love that. Bit that bit is actually kind of beautiful to me, and it's like where the money went, in my opinion, and and most of the creativity. But it tells
2: you no; it gives you no information.
0: You just infer that it's the Inquisition. It's Uh it's the same. It's it's so heavy-handed an allegory that it's like you can't not (sighs) draw logical and obvious conclusions to who he's talking about. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah,
1: the world building is so. Slapdash. elaborate <laughs> no but it's elaborate but yes. we don't get any of that information exactly. at yeah. all yeah. so it's like you get the sense that there's a very long backstory to this whole civilization and society that they've created for themselves as people that can be natural as they say it mm-hmm. and it for me i was just like, oh, God this the porcupine ladies like somebody from the x-men you know i was just having my numbing thoughts like that mm-hmm. but it's just sort of it feels like even with all of the different overly long versions <laughs> that it's like are you sure that you haven't just missed the file cabinet drawer that actually has all the shit that explains what this shit is yeah because when they're having what felt like a 15 day long uh siege With, like, the redneck cops (laughs) and the monster city. It just went on forever. (laughs) There's just so many scenes that are just literally exploding shit. Yeah. But it's not plot-driven exploding shit. It's not suspenseful exploding shit. It's just really long, repetitive sequences of stuff in this underground city that we just don't know anything yeah, about exactly. it because the rooms that they're in in the underground city are the size of your fist
3: yeah so <laughs> like there are these weird everywhere. things that look
1: like yeah termite mound little hole yeah. bullshit <laughs> where they do the ceremonies and then when it comes time to lay siege to the city and explode the shit out of everyone not only are there still not very many people in this gigantic uh subterranean uh city but huh like they're just blowing up shit and then suddenly every room is like five stories tall with Mm -hmm. these elaborate like columns and shit and it's like i guess they just didn't go into that part
2: (laughs) yeah i so and then she i mean
1: hmm.
2: just Lori when she goes down there and so (laughs) do the monsters eat people is like because in the hotel it's against the law Okay, but- it's
1: against the, the, what their eight thousand laws because Gil Higglesberg <laughs> <Gil Higglesburg> says <laughs> fifteen, fifteen billion times he says, "Uh, <laughs> it is against our law or whatever." He says that yeah. so many yes. times. And it seems so annoying where I feel like the guy with the dog, it's like, like, he's going to be like, I'm just going to eat a human sandwich, a sandwich. And that guy would be like, it is against our law. Yeah. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. And he Christ, keeps saying up, that dude. it
2: doesn't stop anyone from doing anything because he no. says that to Lori. And, and it then so
1: she, many times. Yeah. And then so she just times. goes running
2: down into this city, into Midian to find Boone who, and, and there's like mon. She gets a freak show of just like the monsters like mm. intimidating her, I guess. And then there's mm. that scene where one of them goes, "There goes the neighborhood." Yes. <laughs> oh my god. That monster's
0: name was Leroy Gom.
2: Leroy Gom, <laughs> with like eyeball tentacles that come out of holes in his stomach. Yes. What
1: the he fuck? makes me want to barf. Yeah. I hate that character. Yes.
0: <laughs> but
2: with so- like yeah
1: with because it's kind of like. Is this
0: Dune? I love his devil boy. This right. is. I, I'm sorry, but I do think this movie is gay Dune. It's gay Dune
2: because yeah, she gets the tr- the she,
1: design of it is very gay Dune. She, it's really
2: funny because when she follows him down there, it's like she's Briggity in a Dune. dungeon under a gay club, like <laughs> yes. just getting manhandled. She and like is. She's out. walking
0: through like the dark room at, yeah. a, at a gay bar. Yeah, yeah at the Eagle,
2: and, seeing shit
0: she's not supposed to see. <laughs> but then
2: she's like working with them when they're driving that dumb old car around, like. She's like fully working with them,
1: and yeah. it's just like, yeah. it doesn't make any geez, sense. Make Why didn't they just seconds. kill her? I mean, I know it's against their laws. It's against um, their my law. favorite thing about laurie this time around, I had no memory of that character at all, probably, which just probably means that I hated her the most. Mm-hmm. Um, or that I was continuing to put all of my hatred into Moonface Man, who I cannot erase from my eyes. Um, <laughs> But Lori is dressed in this thing that was kind of happening like starting in the 80s, I think, and maybe up to mid 90s, where young women dressed like they were middle aged businessmen. Oh, that's back. Or women. Uh, that's 100%. Yeah, and so they're wearing, wearing trend. like the uh-huh. most insane high necked, like bow tied blouses, uh-huh. the world's ugliest uh, leather midi skirt. And <laughs> Like, every blouse she's wearing just seems like somebody's going to be like, Hey, Lori, how's everything going in the steno pool? Mm -hmm. Oh, fine, Jack. I'm going to kill myself, like, not with seppuku, (laughs) though, but with the biggest (laughs) knife in the world. It's not a knife, you dumb shits. It's a machete or a sword. When a knife is more than 20 inches long, we don't call it a knife. You can't (laughs) call it a knife. Do we?
0: What did I I, I read? I read a little... Trivia about the knife: It is a uh, it is a surgical tool used for amputations. The one that uh, Cronenberg was running around with.
2: Yeah, okay. I my favorite outfit uh, was uh, her friend that she meets at Buffalo Days rodeo bar. Cheryl Ann. Cheryl Ann. Who was gone too soon
0: gone too Man, soon. Man, I'd
1: rather have Sherilyn or that donut bitch from the motel have What their the own fuck show. was oh, the Okay, oh what was God.
0: donut bitch eating? Because that, that was That has
1: uh, to be theatrical <laughs> cut, right? Or I mean that has to be director's cut. No, that's in the action. that's
0: in both. That's in Is both. it? Yes.
1: I have I just <laughs> so she drops that was weird. a donut. Dear listener, bear with me. She is on the phone with somebody and she's talking about how so and so. I don't know where he is. Blah blah. Maybe he's in the room. I don't know where he is. Da da da. <laughs> like being like whatever central casting desk clerk uh lady. And then she's like, "Okay, bye," and hangs up. And then she's got this thing that looks like I don't know what are those. It's not like a Bismarck.
0: I thought There's it was a, blitz. a midwestern
1: state where they have like these special donuts anyway like these weird heritage donuts but Mm -hmm. it's got so much weird bavarian cream squirted into it and then the most disturbing little tiny dribble of red jelly yeah but she drops it on the floor and it then she proceeds to Not just pick up the big piece of donut and put it on the counter. But she pulls it apart into other sections and then talks to herself about how gross it is. And then she continually, she scoops the cream out separately and replaces it in the uh, donut that she puts back on the desk. It's such a weird scene. It's such an unnecessary scene. There's no reason she needs to buy that time. Like she literally could have, they could have just had the phone ring again and she turns and then turns around and sees what's his face's head there. Yeah, The donut thing was just like, is this like some kind of dessert kink? What? the fuck Fake was happening. that's when the
2: movie i was just like what the fuck is going on the way she's peeling that off the floor for like 20 minutes that scene I know. goes on i was
0: still just stuck on like what the fuck it was because it looked like pastries yeah Some it was like a croissant that they donut. had like
2: shoved a bunch of ready whip into
0: or or cr- cottage cheese like yeah. it was it was, lumpy, it was disgusting looking but as like, as she said gagney to the mat, Grody to the mat. <laughs> it's like her hands it's are grody like,
2: to the like a claw machine. The way she's peeling it piece by piece <laughs> up. She's like taking chunks out of it. She
0: it really actually did read as kind of a food fetishy thing cuz it's like, "Oh, yeah. I dropped this gross messy thing and then I'm picking it up piece it's by piece." Well, she had a yeah. book, the book she was reading bizarre. on the desk
2: said diet in giant letters, so I feel like this was some sort of like diet show <laughs> Oh, joke so it's fat thing. shaming. Yeah, like it's some it's supposed to be it was like supposed to be read so as like you're so desperate
1: you're going to eat it off the ground. Yeah, it's Incredi- like this is incredibly your cheap thin donut. desk clerk. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, then a, and then a human head is plopped down in front of her of a character we've never seen before, right? Yeah, or it never was just like yeah. the person it's she a was good, looking for. The
1: head looks good, though. That's a good...
2: It does. But then, yeah. so I guess that's Cronenberg, doctor, who just murders everybody in the hotel and then tr- mm-hmm. tries to frame Boone, who's like legally and medically dead. dead. He doesn't have a heartbeat. And mm-hmm. so he's just trying to frame him still, I guess now yeah but he didn't know he was going to be at that hotel or he knew Lori was there i guess well, he kills I'm with, cheryl ann too
1: i'm with brewer on this one like watching it this time i was like wait why is he framing him for the serial killing so soon does he not like serial killing anymore that right. was my actual thought was i was like does he not like serial killing anymore because he's setting up craig schaefer yeah, the, I
0: think I I think it is just kind of a a lousy setup. But I I <laughs> think that I did the I did the work <laughs> I did the work for Clive, and thought, oh, it's it's just once Midian is destroyed, his work is mm-hmm. done.
1: But what's weird is that the things about Midian seem like like I feel like you could interpret. The Cronenberg serial killer, bad therapist character as somebody who is actually using Craig Sheffer to find Midian because he wants to go to Midian and receive forgiveness. Yes. Which is something that the characters talk about so much is that you're cleansed.
0: Which is actually how I misremembered the movie when we when we talked about doing this. I said,
1: oh, yeah, like
0: Mm -hmm. it's Craig Sheffer is this dude who belongs with the night breed and David Cronenberg mm. is a serial killer who's trying to get in. And I yeah. like that makes sense. That makes to a me. lot more but, sense. But I mean and it yeah. I I get the I get the idea that he is killing people that are breeding night breed. He says all of this to the old man with the taxidermied wolf.
2: Okay. What does and that mean? Like wrapped so tied up in Christmas lights. He killed that family at the the first scene where the movie was like oh this is cool this yeah. is a good movie that murder scene mm-hmm. where he goes into that house with
1: with the, and there's that little boy the like boy upstairs
2: and the two parents and that that's shot Ugh. so well and it's really cool and Ugh. scary it's as a good fuck gym. yeah it's, that just, mass, it's really messed
0: those, up when those oranges roll across across uh, the floor mm-hmm. and they leave a trail of blood really it's good. so cool
2: it's really good but yeah why? Why did he murder them? Because they weren't breeding That kid nightbreed? is
0: that. So nightbreed. I'm inferring that that kid is nightbreed. And okay.
1: Yeah. Because he just he doesn't even react when the bad man is there. Okay. Yeah. But we also we the don't know how like he blank. knows. We don't yeah. know how Decker.
0: No, Decker is his name. Yeah. <laughs> Philip. How K. he Decker. finds
1: the nightbreed? Yeah. yeah. How does he know? We don't know. Like that's these it's are. Like, there's a hole
0: and like
2: nightbreed. Is he
1: the slayer? He's the slayer.
2: <laughs> they were very loose with the nightbreed being in the sun and exploding thing because they're like vampires <laughs> where they can't touch the sun. That's why they live underground. Otherwise, they explode. So many vampire like traits. Like the one nightbreed guy who was just decided to be a cute gay guy with yeah. a little dog. Like that it was a dog. So that was cute. his look. So so cute. <laughs> and he just smiles at everybody and yeah. just is cute in the background. But then he touches the sun and with explodes and really like, turns
1: into
0: yeah, <laughs> with but the really old boyfriend named Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Durk then you
2: mean Gil- But then they're Gil- driving around in a car in full sunlight, and Boone's out running around in the sun. Not full
0: sunlight. They have the blacked out windows. Somewhat,
2: but there was still like a lot of It was of light but it very Some
1: of them, some of them, yeah, that's what I always believe that the car was a reference to the Nightbreed car because mm-hmm. the car is funny. Yeah, a classic but,
0: car with blacked out windows. Mm-hmm. Is funny.
1: It's just so good. But they specifically say, like one of the things they do over explain is besides all of the different laws of uh-huh. Midian right. is which Midian feels more oppressive to me than anything else. It feels like there are so many things that you can't do versus the thing you can do, which is be in these little small rooms. Yeah. But the, like you can't play outside, you can't live or, but the woman with the unusual accent, and the amazing boobs and the, is and like, the inability to care us, for her child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of us can go outside. Some of us can't. Some of us this or that. Some of us this or that. And the other thing. Like mm-hmm. she has some sort of like overly long, but probably two seconds um, explanation that she gives to Lori
0: mm-hmm. and in Lori's giant hair. In the theatrical cut, Her her exposition scene, I think it is a little bit longer, but it actually ties up a lot of things like it makes Mm -hmm. it makes things make more sense so
1: why would he take it out then
2: i don't understand that like we it when she when Lori first gets to midian there's like a weird little yoda dog naked deer creature that's like (laughs) suffering (laughs) and the woman's like it's bring her to me bring her to me and then she brings this weird dog thing to this woman in the mausoleum and then it turns into a little girl she brings and it's dobby
1: like, to uh, <laughs> she gives dobby lady. a sock <laughs> that would
2: have been yeah that would have been a really Dob- good moment dobby, to explain so ab- about what the fuck was going on but i remember just like that guy's just like it's against the rules it's against the rules and that's all he says and doesn't give you any more information about anything and it's just like wait what the fuck is going on still i was okay. so does,
1: does anybody else wonder why no one can find midian when this Iron gates to Midian have a gigantic M that's like <laughs> eight feet tall on them.
0: Also, mind you, <laughs> the cops know where it is. The yeah. uh, like everyone, yeah. it, it's just a place. It's, it's
1: literally a town. Yeah. It's yeah a town outside know. of Calgary. Yeah, right? Which yeah. also,
0: okay, here's the here's an interesting <laughs> part to me. This is, I find this very interesting. The director's cut makes so many very specific, uh, Mentions that this is in Canada. This is in Calgary. This mm-hmm. is in Canada. What? This is in Sheernak. Did Neck. they
1: get money? Uh, I don't from know the Canadian government. I don't
0: know because it's not in the theatrical cut at all. Mm-hmm. There is no mention of Canada. There's no mention of any geographical area, which is smart um, for mm-hmm. a, a fantasy movie to not mention where where or what real place <laughs> in yeah. the fucking world yeah, you are. I guess but right. It's also. Part part of the heavy allegory is so specifically American. Mm. The mm-hmm. the mob, uh, the police mob right, at the, the end redneck, is yeah,
1: American
0: yeah. as fuck. Like I'm sure maybe totally. Canadians can uh, can say something. Know.
1: Anytime, anytime Charles Hage shows up, it's yeah. American. <laughs> mm. Yeah, think, that was
0: uh, it was so American. And to, to yeah. have it be in Calgary of all places, I was like, what? What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> Although Calgary is a more rednecky place for for Canada.
0: It's more agriculture based. It's it's a beef and agriculture, yeah. The Sons
2: of but the it's Free. it's
1: also like the rodeo and all that stuff. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I think may, maybe Canada the has stampede. more stampede. gun nights gun nuts than we realize though. I don't I don't actually know what They might what it's but like.
0: I historically I don't know of any fucking lynch mobs in Canada aside from the Canadian Mounted Police which maybe actually never mind i take everything i said back
2: yeah <laughs> they're just mounted
0: police we
1: don't know a lot about canada we don't we
0: really know all yeah, i know sorry. is about the fucking moonlight drives <sighs> and, and the, and the and murdered, murdered and missing indigenous women and your people of the moon <laughs> um yeah the 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 director's cut so here's the thing to me which i i this is why i had to watch the theatrical cut this morning Uh, Mm -hmm. Because after watching the director's cut and being (laughs) so confused and the the editing and the pacing of it is so weird like it it, Mm -hmm. and oddly feels like it's condensed like well it's not it's only 20 minutes longer. It is only 20 minutes longer, but that's 20 fucking minutes. And, like, that's oh a lot God. of time.
2: But he, and he, like, took a lot of the f- original footage out and replaced yeah. it with other footage, right? Well, the, <laughs> it's more of a,
0: it's more like a shuffle than anything. Yeah, right. Like, a lot of the footage that's in the theatrical cut is shaved down in the director's cut. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming because they thought pacing was an issue. Mm-hmm. And then there's, footage in the, director's, in the theatrical cut that's not in the director's cut that I think belongs in the movie. Um, but mm-hmm. my main, main thing that makes me crazy and makes me hate the director's cut mm-hmm. is the finale with Lori and Boone yeah. on that weird set it's so that looks like weird. a fucking David LaChapelle photograph. And <sighs> she, she stabs herself with the knife and then he brings so her back to crazy. life and it all happens so within strange. 5 minutes like it, or 5 5 yeah. seconds like it's very very quick and slapdash yeah. like they didn't plan on actually putting it felt like this was never planned to be in the movie Right. And then yeah, and it ends it's crazy tan. And it ends with all of the monsters in a barn. Yeah. Like all thinking, oh good, Boone and Laurie. The, yeah, the, great. the, the Laurie. prophecy. <laughs> the prophecy is fulfilled. Ka- Ka-bal. Ka-bal. The Boone and Lori. Cabal and Lori. And that sucks. It has like this weird happy ending. And it sucks.
2: That shot of all those people in the barn is gorgeous though. There was something about that shot that looks like that. That was like, oh, this is what the whole movie was. The
0: cinematographer was the cinematographer showed up to work like everyone was going to work that day. It was. Yeah. That's not the problem. The problem is that the theatrical version ends Mm -hmm. without Laurie becoming
3: Nightbreed for one.
0: One also she They just bail like they leave to go find the new the new place for the monsters to live and we never see them again. And then the coolest thing in the movie happens. The thing that I think made me love the l- love uh-huh. made me like the movie a lot when I was thirteen. Uh-huh. Do you remember the priest from the prison? His name is Ash yeah, yeah. Ashberry. Yes, mm-hmm. and he um, uh, talks mm-hmm. to the cop. He burns his face. He burns his. Well, yeah he he finds sympathy for the monsters of Midian. Yeah, and then he wants to be inducted into the. uh, Fucking tribe of the moon, mm-hmm. uh, and nice. instead he he clumsily <laughs> knocks the boiling spirit juice onto his head, and he goes bald, and his brow grows. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So at the end of the theatrical cut, mm-hmm. he finds Decker's body with the mask on, with the button eye mask on. Oh. He ties him to a winged statue, mm-hmm. and then he takes the the boiling goo and he says i i want revenge on baphomet uh and takes the boiling goo puts it into decker's chest Mm -hmm. and decker comes back to life oh and it's this really wonderful shot that starts very close up on the scary mask Mm -hmm. and him waking (laughs) up and and going oh and it swoops backwards and ashbury is just bowing down in front of him saying hallelujah screaming hallelujah and the music is super scary and intense and then it's just like engulfed in flames and then the fucking movie ends um it's yeah. super great that's a way better ending it's for a sure. it's cool and it also still alludes to sequel and yeah. to, to series <laughs> because what? i feel like this movie as as much as i as much as we all talk all this shit i it, might work as a series <laughs> yeah Maybe. i could
1: absolutely see it as a series yeah there's so many places to go with it yeah Like so many characters mm-hmm. so many different things it could be like subterranean next gen totally
2: well there's a comic book series i was looking at today heavy that allegory does does that it i seems have some like, of those uh, oh really in our, in our, our garage the i think they do They're they do that a little bit more mm-hmm. like that makes mm-hmm. way more sense for this like and they were ha- these all these like Iconic looking monsters that obviously had some weird backstories. They wanted to show those. Right, it's right. Like an anthology series of all these different monsters mm-hmm. Would maybe be cool. I don't know. I, I think you'd have to change a lot. But why does It'd that be priest? Long. Yeah. Why does that priest want revenge on Baphomet?
0: <laughs> because he burned. Because he burned his burned hair his off. Face. <laughs> oh.
1: But the way that he knocks that bowl oh, of uh, liquid goo around is just so dumb. Yeah. I mean, that's nobody's fault but his own. I just am remembering suddenly that the <laughs> monster that initially introduced us to the whole um, the law says you can't whatever scoldy bullshit. When uh, Boone first rolls up to the giant M gates and uh, slimy meat face is like I'm going uh, to yeah. kill you. Pelequin, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to eat him. you. Mm-hmm. yeah, And um, the thing that is cool to me about that is that he has these little flashes of light in his eyes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that are like lightning strikes, and yeah. it's so cool. That is like cool. That's such a cool thing to have in that character, but yeah. you really need it because he goes on and on about how he's going to eat him, and it's so boring that you yeah. just wish that he would stop trick-or-treating and go home. Although he, do- love- he does say,
0: fuck the law, and, and I really... I, I started liking he him. He uses I
1: love, a lot of very colorful language, which yeah, makes me think tells, we're not in Canada.
0: Yeah, he tells Boone to
2: shut the fuck up and then calls him an asshole. And yeah. I love that the way he talks yeah. to him there. That was funny. I yeah, like, he's pe- very I like plain spoken <laughs> I'm a, I'm a fan of Pelequin. <laughs> oh, and
0: he's he is there with Moonface, whose name yeah. is Kinski. Neil. Kinski. It's
1: Kinski. Shut up. Klaus.
0: <laughs> Klaus
1: Kinski. Klaus Kinski? <laughs>
2: What I His name to know.
1: is Fitzcarraldo.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wanted to know their motivation a little bit more. So, what was the whole um, Cirque du Soleil at the beginning? Were they? they it, was were like... oh it
0: was a dream. god, just a dream. It was a dream of them them or... tempting tempting Boone to come to Midian. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry I'm okay. doing a Just lot a, of heavy lifting Jesus. for this but I will right. do the, I
1: will do the Just work. Just a dream. I feel so Just bad that those we destroyed where Corey Jew A lot I of tumbling. I know. Tumble so, dreams.
2: But I think okay. <laughs> well, we got to talk about before or after the donut lady, the crawler lady in the hotel. Um Decker. Let's goes... call her Fingers.
1: Let's call her Fingers B. Yeah.
2: yeah. Decker goes to a man... Nigella
1: Fingersby.
2: Nigella Fingersby. <laughs> Decker goes to a abandoned shack man who has thousands and thousands of toys <laughs> glued and pinned to every surface of his house and body mm-hmm. and then yeah. just asks him where Midian is, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what he's trying to get the information? Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. just like, it's up the road. and I, ain't,
0: ain't nothing there but dead folk.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's wh- a
1: c- it's just a cemetery, blah
2: blah.
0: What was the point of this
2: character, and why did he uh, have toys? It's boring.
1: I I saw the
0: okay again. Let me, <laughs> let, me let me let me get into the lifting stance. Hold on, <laughs> I don't want to hurt my back. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm.
3: <laughs>
0: I saw him. Uh, oh, also played by veteran uh, character actor John Agar. Okay. Uh, I saw him as a. Uh, oh, humanizing is the wrong word but he's he is there to show that the monsters are not bad guys like he's, he's like friends it's further them. proof that the monsters aren't bad guys he is he is a he's a uh, he's the guy that hides the Jews during World War II like sort of. he's the he's that guy because he doesn't he, at one point he
2: sort of says something like he's an oh. ally they finally found out where the monsters oh, no. are. It's
0: as if there was a single fucking word, Ellen, that just says what I was trying to say.
1: <laughs> but while he's talking to Decker, Sorry, he says. I left the room briefly. Um,
0: he says something along I, the
2: lines yeah. of, like, oh, they found where the monsters are. I guess it couldn't have lasted forever. Yeah. That was it.
0: And There's he well, give even, a well even Even Baphomet says, like, <laughs> that's my. Okay, we haven't even brought up Baphomet. Ugh. So Baphomet. Baphomet's like so dramatic. I love Baphomet. Uh, I I just love it because so it, all he does is like say a couple sentences with those beautiful lips, and he, yeah. <laughs> but he says, "You destroyed our place of dwelling." Yeah, this was inevitable. This was inevitable. <laughs> this was inevitable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he's right. like a he's statue. Like, basically, I'm a fatalist. I don't he's know about statue. everybody else. I'm gonna have a smoke and then yeah. everything's gonna collapse. Yeah.
0: Baphomet is always a statue. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> Yeah, uh, but I, I, this is again the it, weird it, it, He says, "Come find me, heal me, and start start us a new." And again, I, I, cave village. I love the whole. So Clive Barker never wrote another book in this story. Uh, there is not another cabal. There is no continuation of this, okay. which is weird because Clive Barker wrote several series. Um, mm-hmm. This one, for whatever reason, didn't make the cut. I find that very <laughs> fascinating. I have some guesses. I have a couple but it, he wrote it well before he made the movie. So it wasn't like
2: And you enjoyed the book? It's a good book? It's fine. Yeah.
0: The book is fine. It's the same as the movie. It just yeah,
2: I mean the, it's the... a lot would it be is my only
1: re- thinking that he just packed it with so much shit that it's like, oh my god, I can't even. <laughs>
2: and it just for me i just don't understand i'm trying to wrap my head around like the what the vision is in his head about what this what was cool about this because it feels like like ellen you said earlier it's like obviously that's x men it's like it feels like <laughs> a 12 year old's essay about like oh, there's a cool city full of monsters and they all have their own special powers <laughs> and then they can't go in the sun and then there's like a bunch of guys with guns that come and they throw grenades and the and then there's a Baphomet and it's like because he-, like, he heard about Baphomet from like he was like that's cool so like let's put that in and then there's a guy with a dog and then there's a girl with a bunch of spikes that's how this whole thing feels to me where oh it's my God. like maybe yeah. I can't get past that where it's just like this feels like it would be cool to a 12 year old
0: kid like it a, was I guess it
2: was so it, succeeded.
3: <laughs> it was
0: it, so especially facts. a 12 year old gay kid if is you were a gay goal? kid and you saw this particularly when there was no safe space or inclusion anywhere right this was the shit it was so cool but It was this so came out, it red is so obvious like it, I, I think guess. that's part of what yeah. was so charming about it to me was that it is heavy-handed and obvious yeah. But,
2: but Clive Barker wrote and directed Hellraiser, right? Yes. So, and that was, yeah. what year was that?
0: That was uh, 88,
1: I want to say.
2: Because that just feels like, uh, that, I don't know. I mean, that, maybe there was I just mean, more this time. This one's like it an after
1: make. school special compared to Hellraiser. Yeah,
2: exactly. It was just right? like. This
1: is like the, the <laughs> family friendly Hell Hellraiser. Well, is this a follow up?
0: Hellraiser's a horror story like the book was yeah. a horror story. Right. And the, and this and is fantasy. This is fantasy.
1: Um thank you for doing that so that my phone doesn't ring immediately and Brooks is there lecturing <laughs> me about what is fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Well no
0: because even I think I even I realized that hey Brooks, <laughs> hey, Brooks. <laughs> the idea that you are actually listening to this is absurd to me. But... Oh. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> love you Brooks. Brooks, Brooks, uh, <laughs> Brooks Lylesburg, Brooks, Brooksburg. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's fantasy and Clive Barker. A lot of he wrote a lot of fantasy novels. Mm. Um, mm. He was, of course, more famous for the horror stuff, which he's really good at because he's all of his horror is very queer coded it's very not even coded. it's just very queer and it's Whoa. very gory and very sexual. What's
2: and- the one where that we watched of Clive Barker's where the guy goes to the into the desert and there's like the desert people. What was that because that was really similar to this
0: oh wait, it what? was like
2: a very unknown Clive Barker and it's very gay, and there's a guy who wants to become like a demon- like a troop of demons. It's really similar We watched yeah. it during the pandemic, I think, and it was I don't know. It's really similar to what this is. So, like, clearly there's an i there's a thread there that he loves. I don't. I just remember like a burnt out husk of a building in the desert, and they're all running around trying to kill each other.
0: This sounds so familiar. I don't remember what it
2: was, and there was maybe like some New Orleans stuff in it.
0: Oh wait, I
3: don't know that that was Clive Barker. Oh, was that somebody else? I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, I'm, I'm at a loss.
2: The I was very confused also, again, about Cheryl Ann. <laughs> who she Lori's crying Shut in the up. bathroom of the rodeo <laughs> bar. And Cheryl Ann mm-hmm. comes in and is like, oh, is it a man or is it uh, money. money? And then asks her because it's like her boyfriend just got shot 30 times by the police. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's uh, inappropriate. But Cheryl Ann's like, oh, I'll go with you tomorrow to see this town Midian. And then... I guess maybe she was just there for the support of the drive because when they get to Midian, she's like, Oh, I got stuff to do. I'll wait here. You go in. And it was like, and then she gets murdered immediately. And I don't understand the addition of that character at all.
0: Um, it was just to have, I think it was just to up the body count, just to have another murder. Somebody yeah. to murder. And, and yeah, it also technically gets Decker to Midian.
2: Could Lori not just have a friend already? <laughs> Did you have to make a friend during this movie?
0: I mean, I don't understand. Okay. So back to the director's cut. Um, Lori is the singer in a band. Yeah. And yeah. That she clapping. sings Johnny Get Angry. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the crowd of these, this crowd of Canadian whites oh is clapping God. to nothing. They They're, like they're consistently clapping. Oh. To not the song, it is yeah. one of the funniest so like examples it of is. white people have no yeah. rhythm I've ever seen in my life.
2: And they do like <laughs> several, several. They switch up the rhythm several times.
0: They and do it's always it's, wrong. It's just like it's you know they just they're just vibing. Yeah. <laughs> they're just clapping. <laughs> and they're all they but like. weirdly all together. <laughs>
1: So wit.
0: I love that song so though. I love that weird scene. And oh, that whole scene makes me crazy. It's I, so funny. Uh, so, oh, I also read that Susie Quattro was in this movie, and her entire what? part was cut, and it's not even in the director's cut. No.
1: Game. Oh. Yeah. Unfair.
0: I know. I wonder if it's in the three and a half hour cut, but I refuse to ask Corey any questions about it for we fear of triggering that.
1: him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm no. afraid he'll
0: just curl up into a ball and then Bloop Brower's over.
1: He he threw himself on the bomb. He ran into the burning building. He really did. <laughs> he. I told he not said to, to me, "I'm going to watch anything. the
0: three hour version," and I said, "I won't Were even you do like, that."
1: We like no, no. Oh, okay. Well, I like it when you. Uh, Said to me like, "Oh, are you can. I mean, you can just stream the director's cut, or you can drive up to Scarecrow and get the, you know, theatrical cut. Uh, the theatrical cut." And I was like, "Hmm." And he said, "I mean, the option is you can stay home and watch a, a bad movie, or you can drive up there, drive for two hours, and, and, watch, then, a yeah, and watch a bad movie."
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. So. Oh, that's the other stupid part of this movie. The I I always love it. I I do always love it, but it is always stupid. The prophecy paintings, <laughs> um, prophecy oh, paintings. The
1: paintings are so bad. They're
0: so bad, and it's just They're clearly
2: so the peliquin. They're really like terrible, biting into the guy. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I was also worse. like the exciting thing was like to see what his monster ver- Boone's monster version was going to look like, and it's just him with like. Doodles on his face. Doodles,
1: right? It's <laughs> it's just Angel from Buffy. It really
2: is oh, Angel. Out. Okay, yeah, I've never watched it, so that I guess.
0: Yeah, David Boreanaz is like a. Honestly, Craig Sheffer and David Boreanaz. There's really not a a better or worse one. <laughs> They're just kind of yeah. equals. So. You know what? I l- I love them both.
2: I would rewrite. I'm gonna rewrite.
3: I'm just uncomfortable. My
2: one scene. Where where Lori goes into the underground. I think what would bring this whole thing way more together for me is when Lori mm-hmm. goes underground, she's not just randomly walking through streets with like a bunch of armed blobs of humans and like bug creatures that she looks <laughs> at. She goes to like a bar in yes. the underground city and it's a cool like uh saloon jar- tattooing. It's Star Wars. Yeah. It's like cool but there's cool fashion like it's, this. M- so Lori goes to Mos Eisley. Yeah, basically, but it would be it would make more sense as like a city and a culture that's happening, and like then she could meet people and like try to understand where her boyfriend is and like just instead of running around randomly to a bunch of weird shit that's going on.
0: I'm gonna need you to spot me while I lift this. Okay. Um. Oh my god. (laughs) I I love. The scene. I love the montages in this movie. I love when she's wandering mm-hmm. through Midian uh, and seeing all of the different cultural aspects of these monsters. The There's a bunch of weird shit. Like, and it's just, yeah. I love it because it is just unbridled ideas funded. Yeah. Um. So that's always cool to me. Um, always. <laughs> almost always. It's almost always cool to me to see like a creative people just get to do say whatever the fuck they. Like just just vomit up a bunch of words, and then someone pays to have it put onto screen. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting. It's, it's interesting like a to me.
2: Salad of just like they grabbed ideas out of a hat.
0: It is, but mm-hmm. it also expresses how it is. Their they these are monsters. Their culture is so unknowable to us that none mm-hmm. of it makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with that. But they still wear bomber jackets, <laughs> particularly for Lori, who is a fucking drip.
2: Yeah, 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 I guess she's just lame. Boring. I didn't find her just boring. That I didn't hate her that much.
0: Oh, I I really can't stand Lori. Really? So she's like she's like the the hollow character, like girlfriend character. Yeah, that is yeah. Unnecessary. It's just
1: dumb, and she's annoying. She is super annoying. During mm.
2: the already confusing explosion montage for 30 minutes uh boone
0: literally 30 minutes boone comes running
2: in and he like beats a guy and takes his shotgun and then he says if you can't do it for yourselves do it for your children Mm -hmm. that's his like call to action and i was like first of all what children we've seen one child
0: there was a few children in the
2: montage there were, yeah, getting murdered.
0: No, just well, no, in the in the bar, <laughs> in the most eyesley scene. Oh, there were the most m- yeah. any montage. there's like families and shit. It's there were. I don't. Remember what it that. reminds me of is the underground in, um, Demolition Man or <laughs> or uh, Fifth Element, like huh. the subterraneans. Any any yeah. mo- any sci-fi movie that has like subterraneans. Yeah, that's what it. What Midian read to me, except it was like done by. An extremely flamboyant London set Mm -hmm. decorator. Mm -hmm. Mm. There was one scene that just has like three weird looking, like people with weird prosthetic things on their faces. And they're just like drawing a white curtain. (laughs) That's all they're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. There's a lady with tusks who just
2: drums on the wall. I, I
0: also love the tusk lady.
2: Tusk, yes, and then she looks over at Lori when she runs da, 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 by. And just is da, 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 like, what are you doing here? Da, da. Okay, just keep keep going. I'm drumming.
0: Hey, don't say that you love me. Yeah, uh, well, since Ellen's already <laughs> uncomfortable, it's time for pick, pick
2: your, your bug, <laughs> oh, Joe. Mine's Shuna Sassy. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> How literal <laughs> of you Mine's to the... pick the porcupine? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess the main guy, Boone. I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. No, actually, it was the police officer that like makes it to the end and then gets killed by the priest. Yeah, that guy. He's mm-hmm. he's a handsome guy, and it's like, but it's gross.
0: Ellen, you want to just shake your head and?
1: <laughs> it's Gil Higglesburg. No, oh. it's it's no one.
0: It's Moonface. Okay, it's Kinski. It's no Ellen picks Kinsky. Kinski. <laughs> <laughs> uh mine's onaka uh the adorable little uh, bald, with the obviously yeah. gay guy with the dog who just has a dog. it's mostly yeah. because he has a dog
1: <laughs> yeah I trust you uh, you a, na- dog. a natural dog
0: <laughs> yeah just a regular dog i don't know i never saw yeah. that dog in the sunlight that could have been it his turned, son it turns
1: into babette <laughs> when it goes in the sun
0: but he also it's very <laughs> obvious that onaka is hot for um old men <laughs> yeah clearly so, yeah i have an in interesting
3: was he interesting. a, nat- a nightbreed yeah, yeah.
1: He, like,
0: dude he fucking exploded in the sun yeah, oh, yeah you're he right. turns
1: he... into a cigarette butt <laughs>
0: yeah you're right <laughs> an ex a trick cigarette butt that explodes yeah but and then rains yeah, meat gross. upon you <laughs> he's just the only one that just looks gross. like a normal person basically
2: yeah. and wears like yoga pants yeah and
0: runs <laughs> around. Smiling i don't know. know uh babette's mom looks pretty normal she just looks like like a European. (laughs) Right. She looks like sexy
1: nativity scene lady.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And
2: then, uh, I love how Shuna Sassy, when they're blowing shit up, she like shows her tits to some soldier guys and is like, "Oh, come
0: over here, boys." Ugh, she and licks she... her mouth so much, and it makes me
2: uncomfortable. But it's just like I just couldn't <laughs> believe that that
0: ploy worked because she's
2: got she's like an, clearly a monster. I'm assuming. Oh, sorry.
0: I'm gonna let me let me do some curls. I'm assuming she has magical powers that uh, can seduce. Yeah. And
1: then she shoots. But also, them. Uh, anyone who any female-ish character in a fantasy movie that takes her top off—oh, yeah, boobs. can can kill a million people.
0: Boobs, boobs are yeah. the are the. It works Helen every time, yeah.
1: every single time.
2: Tits. I mean, even the yeah, the guy with the yeah. that came out of his
0: belly—it <laughs> worked there
2: too and then the uh is it the ex machina is just those berserkers that are like
0: oh god i forgot about the fucking um, berserkers and he the
2: way he gets them out it's such an
1: afterthought so boring
2: yeah it's like oh those we don't let those out it's one of the rules of midian that we don't let them out yeah one of the
1: eight million laws he
2: lets them out and avoids them by i mean midian is like fucking
1: Singapore
2: yeah. He grabs onto a pole. Boone grabs onto a pole and pulls himself up into like does the splits over the top of the berserkers. That's right. how he avoids getting murdered. Because that's by what them.
1: you do if you like open up the cave with the wild mustangs in it or some yeah. shit.
0: You know, here's yeah. something that I that I am noticing now. We have no idea what Boone does as a as job, a human. What what a Aaron welder. Boone did for a... oh that's right he's like a he's... welder. So the theatrical yeah. cut has none of that.
2: Oh, really? theatrical yeah.
0: cut doesn't show the welding scene, which is great because it doesn't show him licking the outer areas of Ugh. Lori's
2: right. mouth. It's so
1: oh. gross. While it's... she's wearing the world's ugliest leather skirt. At
2: work. Uh, yeah. At yeah. work. They just start making
1: out.
0: Disgusting. Yeah. The there's cup. also, there's no sex scene in the theatrical cut. So that weird, um, uh, yeah. Surreal, oh, yeah, Lynchian sex scene that well, happens that? at the beginning, which was just like superimposed yeah, no footage. Thank you, uh,
2: yeah, well, so dumb and weird and pointless.
0: I, I yeah. think that one of them, either could have been either of them, was like, No, I will not do a sex, I'm not going to do a love scene in this movie, and mm. that was the compromise. Mm. Was some artsy, frickin- artsy,
2: yeah, in the comic book, they have sex in front of at a zoo in front of a bunch of elementary school students. <laughs> What? <laughs> that's like part of the comic. Well, they're at a zoo at the beginning, <laughs> I'm... and oh then God, it's like it
1: flummoxed
0: end. at best.
2: That yeah, they're like describing a a sea sea urchin. They're like it has spines to protect itself, and I was like, that's Sassy Shunin or whatever her name <laughs> Sassy is. Sassy
0: Shunin. That explains <laughs> Shunasasi. Shuna Sassy.
2: Shuna Sassy. I dreamt him. Yeah,
0: I dreamt of him.
2: Okay, I'm uh, done. And then the there's
0: Narcissus. Oh the 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 guy that cuts cuts around his face. He wants to show you his real face, so he cuts around his face and removes everything that's not his face. Gross. Uh, And then he's just a real sassy dude, real sassy smoker. Yeah, and wears sunglasses. (laughs) Yeah, a lot. I and this so this is a good piece of trivia. He dies in the original cut and in the director's cut. He gets Mm -hmm. his head cut off. Mm -hmm. Um, Test audiences hated that because they thought he was the most likable character in the movie. Yeah. So in the theatrical cut, he does live. And at the end, he sends Laurie and Boone off to their adventure.
2: Oh, cool. Great. Yeah. Good. (laughs) Narciss. Good good on you, Narciss. Was he he sent to the insane asylum by Decker?
0: They say yes. So I mean, he he's, like, he says that Decker took advantage of him at his lowest point. So he's blah, framed blah, blah. again. Yeah, sort of, it's all a lot familiar. of. I love when
2: so a lot of work. Boone finally finds Midian. He's there, and then he comes out, and Decker's there, and is like, "Gonna help? Oh, I'll help you. You're safe now." And then he just immediately is like, "He's got a gun!" <laughs> and, like the yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> and then he gets shot thirty times.
0: Yeah, they really unload into him. It's <laughs> weird. Do, and then do Canadians shoot white people like that?
2: I don't know. Probably. I don't know if he's got a gun. They do. And then they roll him down the um that cool shot of him being rolled down the oh yeah halls that really
0: Kubricky mm-hmm. shot yeah, in the morgue, where there's hot. also the the uh, I <laughs> both times I I kind of smiled the sign on the door that was just in tape letters. Uh, that's at high risk of infection. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. High risk of infection. Love that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I guess we don't have anything else left to say about this movie. So that's it. Uh, we already said that we don't recommend it to anybody. Oh,
2: God.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I can't.
2: I can't in good if
0: conscience. You, if you are a 12-year-old gay person who is somehow living in the 80s. So I guess if you're in Tennessee and you're 12 years old and gay watch this movie you'll get something out of it
2: or if you're like watching everything Clive Barker's done ever watch this last
0: i and also if you can find the theatrical release cut watch that instead of any of the longer it should be an hour and yes, 40 minutes yeah and if it's any longer than an hour and 40 minutes, just turn away. Don't watch just, it. Just don't look at it. It's look at, so it's like confusing. the ark of the covenant just <laughs> just close your eyes,
3: don't dare look at it's it. It's beautiful.
0: <laughs> Did Cronenberg? He must have done the effects
2: for this too, right? No. Oh, he didn't. He was just actor. That's so strange. I don't
3: know. If oh, I lo- I, I
0: love it too because ever. that that Cronenberg's inclusion in this movie really lends a little bit of l- legitimacy to it for mm-hmm. horror fans. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he is as he is at he's once terrifying the worst and actor and the best character. Yeah, he's great. Yeah.
2: I liked the way he played that. Oh, it was I also weird.
0: loved his apartment, by the way, where he just like sits yeah. at a table of knives and What's has that? two bubble, bubble machines walls? behind him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking rad. Cool. And then what would the uh, the picture behind him was so disturbing and I can't it was like a dead body being cut up. Yeah. I mm. I love David Cronenberg. Me too. Um, speaking of which, link time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, uh, I'm first. You are. My link is Lori and Hobby or Bobby and Bobby. And Bobby. Uh, oh. and oh I'm doing God. Tales from the Crypt by the Fright of the Silvery Moon. Season one, episode
0: eight.
2: Ooh. When animals and residents of uh-huh. Las Luces, New Mexico be- begin being mutilated by a mysterious beast, the town sheriff, John Ritter is forced to investigate. Oh, <laughs> have you seen it? I have. Oh, is it good?
0: Yeah. I remember enjoying every episode of tales from the crypt from season one.
3: <laughs> okay. That's my, that's mine.
1: Dig it. Okay. Uh um... Um, There were so many, I was so obviously going to pick David Cronenberg and there's just so many places to go with David Cronenberg that I became overwhelmed. I, each one I liked more than the other. And so, um, I went in a slightly different direction, but still Cronenberg.
0: I hope you picked... picked what I hope you picked.
1: You know what I picked. I picked 1985's John Landis directed Into the Night, Whoa! starring yes! Jeff Goldblum Jesus. and Michelle Pfeiffer. We finally Yay! did it! We did it! <laughs> we did it. Um, and so, let's see. After discovering that his wife is cheating on him, an insomniac aerospace engineer accidentally meets and tries to help a beautiful model on the run from some extremely dangerous people. Fun. Racist depictions of Middle Eastern people, but whatever.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I'm so glad that that's what you picked because that Thank was you. that was what I picked first. Oh, <laughs> and I have another one, but I'm tempted to just say that that's also mine, um, just to increase the odds into the night. Well,
1: what was your other? your my other your one other is other
0: thing? Joe's Joe's Poke. Charles Hayde. Hmm. Oh yeah, in altered states.
1: Oh. Yes. There's no wrong answer. All I mean, we really states, can't I go love.
0: wrong with any of these. No.
1: But I Very different, but very, very amazing. Into the but night none of them are t- night
2: breeds, so we're we're safe.
0: Oh, no, it's literally like there's nowhere but up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh but I'm going to I'm going to say my my choice is into the night. Into the night? Okay. So... Oh my god.
1: Oh. <sighs> All right. Here we go. Okay. Me, Yay. <laughs> into the night <laughs> into the again.
0: Night. Well, listeners, <laughs> I
1: hope to Christ it holds up.
0: Uh, I've watched uh, it very recently, and it does.
1: Nightbreed, oh, you right? have? Yeah, I love it so much. I do too. I love Goldblum,
0: and we are gonna.
1: And I love is... Michelle Pfeiffer's red leather jacket. This is what from
2: twenty two thousand twenty, and it's on Netflix. No, <laughs> <laughs> this is from nineteen
0: eighty five, and it is on Prime for four dollars. Um, oh. It is directed by John Landis. There's so much to say about just the making of this movie, um, mm-hmm. aside from the fact that the movie is super entertaining and created an entire genre that I think uh, persists to this day. Oh, we watched this.
3: Yeah. I, I,
2: I remember don't know that you this. watched the whole thing. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I remember. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. This oh, is I wild. What a yeah. wild ride.
0: I, yeah. Oh, my God. Listener, if you have stuck with us for Nightbreed, into the night is <laughs> our apology. It's our mea culpa. It is. It's. Yeah. yeah. It's great. We apologize. For I only it will level. Wish I could
2: see it for the ground. first time. You know what we yeah. before we part, we didn't really talk about it all. It's Danny Elfman. Mm. And. Right. I don't know. I think I have negative. Like, it's always that Batman stuff to me. Like, that's the nostalgia that I, I like, don't like it. I, so I, I'm not a huge Danny Elfman fan and for, especially for this movie, it felt like the wrong music for what was happening in these scenes. I don't know. I, that's probably a terrible, unpopular opinion.
0: But. I feel like it was intentional to make the movie seem more fantasy than horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um,
1: so sweeping, right? Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and I. But I will also say there are a couple of themes in this soundtrack that I think are great. Oh yeah. Um, but it's none of it has uh children's choir. <laughs> um so yeah. like every time there's ah, you can go to fuck to yeah. hell, yeah. Danielle. But I hate that. yeah. Anytime it sounds like something from Edward's a Looney hands. Tunes cartoon, I'm out. Mm-hmm. But there there are a couple of themes in the movie that I think are excellent.
3: Hmm. A couple. <laughs> hmm.
1: Well, um, again, my Sincere apologies uh, to Corey J. Brewer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Corey.
1: I feel like Into the Night gets us towards after hours territory. It so really does. That oh, is my God. What an amazing double branch. feature that would be. Right?
0: I mean, from Into the Night, we can literally go anywhere. There's, It's it's one of Everybody those, like, it's, a, it's a shotgun of links. <laughs> <laughs> hmm
1: um yeah, it's it strafes the entertainment. What did, world.
0: Cronenberg?
2: You that was your link, right? Or Into yeah. the Night? Was, yeah. he, was he in it? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Everybody's in it.
0: Everybody, <laughs> literally everybody is in it. Everybody that's in it is a director as well. Um, my no, I'm just looking at my notes, and the only thing that I didn't bring up was matte paintings.
2: Oh yeah, they're pretty good.
0: Mm. The matte paintings in in Nightbreed are great. The Midian,
2: um, and then the yeah, pretty much just the great the cemetery. Yeah, the whole time. Could have used some map paintings underground. I think, like expand that to make it seem more like a city.
0: I agree. Get rid of
2: one of Mm -hmm. the cemetery ones and do it. Do one underground. Right.
1: What are you doing all day, Gil Higglesburg?
2: Yeah. What do you do? What are you doing? You're all living in like a room, like a studio apartment. Yeah, you're living in
1: the termite mound with rope,
2: rope bridges. (laughs) Rope bridges akimbo. Do you need thirteen rope bridges? Yeah. Where are you going? That
1: go to another. Fist size room. Yeah. It's like, are you termites? Yeah.
0: I just, <laughs> monsters apparently don't have access to technology. Mm, I
2: guess not. So
1: it would seem. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: Well, listener, you are, we're so sorry. You are now Cabal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Find us a new place to live. You're no longer sorry, listener. This home is you are Cabal. <laughs> We have destroyed this podcast. It was inevitable. <laughs> it was inevitable.:
3: oh. yeah, It was inevitable. <laughs>
0: it was only going to last so long.
1: Oh my God.:
0: Oh God, Corey, oh. I apologize again, um, though you brought this on yourself. Uh, I'm so tired. Listener, thank you for being with us, listener. Uh, if you haven't reviewed us yet, maybe hold off until next
3: week. <laughs> when we do it the night.
0: Uh, oh but God. when you do give us five stars and maybe write a nice review, it will help people find the podcast, which right now I don't know if I want people to find it. Yeah. Uh, follow us on social media at, at it was murder pod on Instagram and at it was pod on Twitter. Yeah. 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 Um, what else? Is there something else I say? Uh, Email. Our email is it was murderpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And I would love it if you would write to us and talk to us about what we have watched, what you would like for us to watch, because I am unashamed to say that I will game the system to get to any movie that is chosen. Oh,
2: I have a target currently.
1: Or do you just want us to go back and watch every single episode of Heart to Heart again?
0: I mean, that's also something that I'm down to do. Yeah.
2: Or Rockford Files.
0: Yeah. Or Rockford Files, or Charlie's Angels. Or all three of
2: them at the same time, overlaid on top of each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to see if there's any, if they sync up to Pink Floyd.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. I love you. I love uh, you, Joe, and you, Ellen. <laughs> and we love oh, you. Oh,
3: thanks.
2: Cabal.
0: And I... I hope that your home isn't destroyed by Canadian rednecks. (laughs) Good night, Freeway.
1: God, I just feel so depleted by how boring this movie was. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Good night, Freeway.
2: Good night, Freeway and Little Boston Terrier, whose name we never learn, and dog girl, Babette. Babette. And her her negligent Dobby. mother, weird sick et dog. Girl. Bet. Fa- dog bet. She <laughs> 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 <Doggy> bet.
0: Fucking Drip Lori finds <laughs> dog bet twice, <laughs> and has yeah. to deliver her back <laughs> you know, to her. Watch her her fucking, deadbeat mother.
2: If you live in Midian, watch your fucking kids. Where and, are your kids
0: oh, right now? And Guilford, Guilford was like, "You saved the girl's life. You can have her now if you want." Oh yeah. Right.
1: And she's like, <laughs> she's like, "No thanks." <laughs>
2: yeah, Lori's no thank you. <laughs>
1: I don't yeah. want this dog um, child. Oh no, no.
2: But like was Slimy then...
1: Slimy looking child.
2: <laughs> yeah, her room, that would have been her, her room in her whole world, that one mausoleum oh because she God. wasn't allowed to go Ugh. in the city and that kid wasn't allowed to leave, so.
1: Oh my God. she As soon as she's in the sun, she turns into like... Fire in the sky meets Dobby. It's yeah. not good. It's not good. And then she's all gummy also <laughs> and slightly hairy. It's slightly really hairy. bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's really sick. She
0: does actually look like another creature that I can't place. Um, from it's, another is movie. Is it Gizmo? No, she's the like Gollum dude. Yeah. No, it's like I remember I remember like a very sad scene in a movie of like a changeling ish. Like like, dying in the Would sun. I I